Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center where you will hear from people who have stories that once seemed hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. Hey everyone, my name is Tatum and I'm here with Chris. Hey everybody. Chris is joining us today here on the podcast. We are a part of the leadership team here at the Dream Center. And today we'll be talking with Libby Dalton. Libby was one of the members of our founding group. She's also one of our board members and was the retired CEO of the Pickens County YMCA. So hi, Libby. How are you? Good morning. Good. We are excited for you to share your story of hope. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your life growing up? Okay. I basically grew up in Charleston. My parents were very strong Christians, so that was never anything that we ever doubted in our lives from the, from the time we were little, my brother and I both. We grew up in a, a strong church. My dad, we always the expression was always, every time the doors were open, we were there. And so I, I remember one Sunday morning, though, coming into church, and I came all the way down front and went across the front and went over to sit with some friends that sat in the front because our parents had instructed us to move to the front because we were talking to the back. And my dad said, everybody's seen you now, so you can sit down. So I always, when I think about that, I think about, oh, my gosh, okay. So I don't want to be that kind of person, you know, that, that's always trying to be seen. I want to just be part of, of just growing up in a, just a strong, happy family around Christian friends. It's just been amazing, just amazing. I love that um, illustration about, because I've experienced that too, yeah. where you don't realize it, but suddenly you're front and center. Yeah. yeah. You just want to take a seat and kind yeah. of be, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I also, growing up, or in later years, we lived in Saudi Arabia for a number of years. So I think that really gave me an appreciation for where we are, where we live, and just the opportunities that we have, you know, and tried to really instill that in my son and in a lot of other people. You know, to say, you just don't realize, you know, what we have. So, Libby, since you your family was in church, you grew up in church, can you just tell us a time when you began a personal relationship with Christ? Yeah, I was 12. And it, there again, it was just the strangest thing because I'd always been in church, and we had revival. One of the men that was there, that was his name was Steve, and I can never remember his last name, but he was playing a trumpet. And it was just, it felt like my heart was just, pumping with that trumpet and I'm like I'm supposed to go down front this is it but I didn't do it that night so I went home and so I called my dad into the bedroom and I said I think this is my time I think that I'm supposed to turn my life completely over to Jesus and so the first thing he said now what we want to talk about my mother came in too and he said we want to talk about um you're not doing this just because of the revival you know we want this to be because you're you've asked you're asking Jesus into your heart and so I told him, I said, I want to ask Jesus in my heart with the two of you. So we did. And so we prayed together. So the next night I went down and I looked up and here comes my mother and daddy. So they went down with me too. So, you know, to have parents like that is just, you know, I'll always have that picture in my mind that they were there holding my hands. What a special, a special image, like you were saying, I mean, an awesome blessing. What I mean, it is truly a blessing to grow up in a Christian household and yeah. to be able to experience the joy of salvation that comes from that. And I'm sure your parents were just overwhelmed with they, joy yeah. for you to be able to experience that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what your life with Jesus looked like after you gave your life to Christ, how your relationship with him kind of shaped you throughout the rest of your life? Yeah. From that point on, it just, it was like everything that I did, 
you know, now I had those times that I backslide, but um, it was like everything that I, I looked forward to was something to do with church work. You know, it's, it's just always been a part of my life. And with individuals, you know, with even working with, and I think the Y was probably one of my best experiences of working with a, a nonprofit. I had never seen really that side of families and the hurt and the involvement and, and just saw the difference of helping these children, you know, and being a part of their lives. It taught me so much. So, but it was, had I not been grounded before that, even with counselors, to be able to sit and talk with counselors and meet with them and pray with them, I couldn't have done that had I not had the background that I had. Absolutely. That is so true. Can you share what led you to be part of starting the Dream Center, the being part of the founding group? Oh, my gosh. Well, this is the crazy thing about that. I had just recently retired, and I was exercising one day, and this woman, Jean Bowie, I'd been praying, looking for a Bible study, and God, you know, sent me to the right place because um, we just didn't really have a real active one that I could go to that was at our church, and so I'm just praying that, that God will help me find one. So I'm on the treadmill, and this Jean Bowie walks over to me, and she said, we started talking about the retirement, and she said, Libby, are you involved in a Bible study? And I said, no. And she said, well, we have one at Rock Springs that meets during the day. You know, I'd love for you to come and visit with us. Well, that was it. So I went to the Bible study, and um, it just so happened that Chris, Wilson, and Julie were leading the Bible study. And so I think from that point, God planted that seed because I got to know Chris. Um, we shared another board that we served on together, Mary's Closet. And I can, oh, that was the funniest thing. Chris was so shy. And I look at Chris now, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, look at this woman, all she's doing. Thank you, Lord. But it just, I don't know. It was, I know that that was when God was already preparing us for what we were going to be doing. So we started meeting when we had those first meetings at the little coffee shop in Easley. Of course, that worked out fine for me because I loved my coffee in the morning. A whole group did. And we'd sit there, and we'd share peanut butter toast with honey. And just, I mean, just the greatest conversations. And, and I think the, the most important thing is the plan that we had, God took that plan. He just stirred the pot, and he just said, mm-mm, mm-mm, I've got another whole plan. So, and, and everybody in that group, nobody doubted it. Nobody said, well, I don't think we ought to do this. I don't think this is the direction. It was the whole group agreed, this is what God wants us to do. We, there was never a doubt. I love that. You're, mm. you're ma- I'm remembering with you because <laughs> I think back to the Bible study yeah. and the coffee shop. <laughs> and Libby, you have been, ever since that Bible study, when we became friends, a mentor to me. And really the person I call, and you know this, I call you when I'm frazzled. I call you when I'm in tears. I call you when I'm excited. <laughs> and you always answer the phone. And you have been... Um, not only you, but Charles has been a mentor to Jim over the past nine years. I mean, the impact you have had in our lives is really immeasurable. And I just am so grateful that God was weaving that together in that Bible study. He had us start these little projects and work on things. You got me into the most uncomfortable situations. (laughs) The first one I can remember is when I had to go on television, which I'm very introverted naturally, and people don't realize that um, because of the role I have to play here, but I thought I, I was physically sick. I was physically sick, and I thought, Libby Dalton, I am going to have a word with her, um, <laughs> but it was just all part of you encouraging me and seeing 
something in me that I didn't see in myself. And I think that God just placed you in that position for that time, for that purpose, to encourage and help me grow into what God was calling me to do so that I wouldn't be afraid, you know. And yeah. I just, even today, I mean, I call Libby uh, a lot. And I we're going to talk now about how you serve, but I can mention so many ways in addition to, you know, being a mentor for me. I mean, you have come up here and done classes. Um, you serve on our board. You are part of our personnel committee. You are part of our fundraising. You're part of our event. I mean, I lean on you for so much direction in pretty much every aspect of the Dream Center. But can you share with us just some of the ways that you've served here that you've really got a glimpse of what God's doing in the lives of people? Yeah. I can remember when we first started with classes and that first group of women that came through, I mean, there were some pitiful, pitiful women that crawled through those doors. But after several months watching the difference of how they carried themselves, you know, just, just coming I mean, it just, it made the biggest difference. And they all, it was, I'm a hugger. And it was amazing. They wanted the hugs. You know, when you would meet them in the hall, they they were ready for a hug and ready to just talk their heads off. I mean, just just so much fun to be around. But just to see the changes in people. And, oh, my gosh, did we have some stories when we first started out. We made so many mistakes. But it was just like God carried us through every bit of that, you know, and, and helped us. And that was another thing, even with Chris. So many times, it's like I can just get her on my mind and start praying, you know, and think, okay, I need to check on her. And it just, it's always, I know that's God saying, you know, check on her, you know, see how things are going. But, and, and that's the way with the Dream Center. Charles and I pray for the Dream Center every day. And it's, that has made, as far as for me, I was able to go home and share stories with him about the women and the women in the Bible studies and the questions that they would ask and just how hungry they were for Jesus, you know. And so not realizing what was happening, but I'd go home and share with him, and he was getting just as excited as I was. So we both, you know, just, just, oh, we love it. We do. Well, you have a bit of a reputation around here also for your baked goods. So the muffins, the pineapple cake, uh, let me tell you, they're the best I've ever had. And so even this morning when Libby comes, she has something. And so we know when Libby's coming in that she might have a cookie or a muffin or something to share. So when I came by the office, everybody's in there eating muffin. They're so excited. Good, good. That comes from my grandmother. I have two grandmothers that were good cooks, but my daddy's mother was an unbelievable cook. And you never left her house without something or if she knew we were coming it'd be me last minute she'd have something ready for you so it was just you don't even realize you're doing that you know but there's just those things that are instilled from other people which I think is so much of what we do here Mm -hmm. you know we don't realize and we always say we want to make a difference or we're making a difference we don't even know what's happening absolutely we just don't know the difference so you were mentioning that you would go home and tell Charles about, yeah. <laughs> you know, the experiences yeah. you're having in classes. Can you maybe share a little bit about how your family has changed through your time serving with the Dream Center and just in all that has happened in the last few years? Can you share how that maybe has changed your family? I think it has changed us tremendously. I think it's made us, for some reason, the Dream Center is very easy to share with other people. And I think it's made us more vocal with other people and people that we, like, people that Charles would have never approached and talked to them, you know, like he does now about the Dream Center. 
and and people that we'd invite, like when we have our dinners and things, the ones that he's oh we got to include this one, we got to include that one. Just sharing, I think it it's influenced us so much that I think it's made it easier to influence others. Plus, with my grandchildren, that has been the big thing because trying to not be this too strong of a grandmother with the things that I believe, you know, but want to share with them, telling them things that are going on and what we've experienced. And I think that's really helped them. My my ultimate goal will be to get them volunteering at the Dream Center. I hope someday that they can do that, even if it's just for a week's vacation. That's what I keep hoping for. We would love that. Yeah. And you know, Libby, one thing about you that comes to mind is, you know, a lot of people, you're very, you're probably the most people person I know, just connecting with people, having coffee with people, or, you know, just catching up with people. And I've learned that from you because I'm not good at that, but I try to be better at that because I see how important it is. But one thing that stands out to me about you is you know a lot of people who have been blessed financially, who care about the community, who can be donors to different different organizations. But when we talk about those opportunities, what you always say is, you know, it's really just about them. It's not about money. It's about them finding purpose in their giving. It's about them making a difference that is sustainable and long-lasting. So I've, I've always been impressed with that because it's not, it's not an approach of let's get their money or let's get a big donation. or It's always like, look, they're blessed, and yes, they do care about the community, but it's more about them finding purpose through that donation and, and meaning and making a difference that's a legacy and not just, you know, money. It's not about yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chris, saying that, one thing that, that I've noticed is just because being in Greenville, now that we have the Greenville store, I'm so excited. Me too. But one thing that has made a difference is friends or people that I talked to and say, asking them to give to the Dream Center, like clothes, whatever, furniture, you know, let us be the, the person that you call. And I have friends. I mean, it is so funny. We laugh all the time. I mean, you can pass our front door, and it's the door is just outside is just packed with clothes and stuff to bring to the Dream Center. And I told Charles that you cannot get rid of that big vehicle. I mean, in fact, he had a meeting several weeks ago, and he didn't realize we just hadn't talked about it that night before. I had piled his car so full <laughs> of stuff. I mean, there was just room for him really in in the front seat. So he's like. So you're telling me I'm going to go this, I'm going to go, and when I pull up, everybody in the world is going to be there, and I'm going to have all this stuff in the car. I said, yeah, and this is a good time to tell them about the Dream Center. And he's like, whatever. I okay, love it. You know, so he couldn't, you know, and I'm like, I forgot to tell you. And he said, yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> but So he drove out of the driveway, just loaded down with stuff coming to the Dream Center. So I love it. Yeah. That's the best. Taking yeah. every opportunity yeah, to share. That's, that's right. That's, yep. That's the best. Yep. So one of the ways that you serve is by doing a Christmas class. So can you tell us a little bit about how that started and what that means to you and what you get to do through the Christmas class? That is something that I really look forward to every Christmas. <clears throat> My best friend, Sandy Alexander, in fact, everybody calls us Lucy and Ethel. <laughs> we worked together at the hospital years ago and had done a lot of programs and stuff together. And Sandy was really sold on the Dream Center, too. So um, the first year that we, we started talking about doing programs, we thought Christmas time would be a really good time in making those women and, or, or even the men that were in the classes to come and feel good about themselves. So we started out with, um, in 2007, God had placed it on my heart, something that had happened that I wrote a Christmas letter. And it was not about family and friends, but it was an actual something that happened. 
and it turned into a Christmas letter. That year that we started, we decided, okay, we'd do my Christmas letter. We'd read that to them and talk to them about it and what a difference just what had happened in that could, you know, how it could work in them. And then we came up with, Sandy said, we need to do an ornament or something they can take home. I said, okay, well, she's she's so good at that stuff. So she came up with, we, we did these little crystal balls, clear balls, and she bought feathers. And so we put feathers in there for angels. And so those women, when they were doing those, and one of the guys that did one, he had... A grand, two grandmothers and somebody else that he wanted to remember. And he said, can I have three feathers? And we were like, of course. So he put three feathers down in his. And, you know, we had the ribbons cut. We had everything. So all they had to do was just put them together. They were so excited about those ornaments. but And we had little Christmas plates and Christmas napkins. And they were just so talkative. And we had some good sharing time while they were doing the ornaments. So after we finished, Andy said, you think we need to start doing this every year? I said, absolutely, if they ask us to. She said, they will, they will. So we, and it had, it was just, and, and we, it's so funny because we always, we pray, okay, God, send who you want to be there. And we still have some that started out with the first year that come back for our Christmas, and they'll say they were really looking forward to it. Well, we love that. We get even more excited about that. Well, word yeah. spreads because during Christmas, we have a lot of classes that are, highly attended because of the Santa Shop program. That class is the most popular class. Of course, there's cookies and punch, but it's the sharing. There's a lot of tears. There's a lot of gratitude, and people are just grateful for for the prayer request and, and sharing. And so it's fun to go to that and watch people stand up and share what God's done. And they're so sweet. It's just like they come in there, and it's like they're not grabbing up cookies and grabbing up punch, you know. They just come in and visit for a little bit, and just then, you know, they'll have refreshments and all that. But they're just they're just, just a kind group mm-hmm. and just seem to be so appreciative. That's the fun part of it. Mm-hmm. One I have to share, we've got one woman that we started out with at the Dream Center, and it's like every time I'd see her in the hall— I'd always hug her, and she always kept her arms down. She would not hug, never, but that's okay. I'd still hug, but I realized the first year, we, the second year we did our Christmas um, time, she came up and stood beside me and just kind of stood there, and I thought, she wants a hug. She wants a hug, so I hugged her, and so the, and she handed me a Christmas card, and she had written me a little note, and I thought, I cannot believe this, and every year she does me a Christmas card. She always, when I come in and I'm around here at Christmas, she hands me a Christmas card. And, I thought, and I've told Charles before, I've saved him, and I'm, that is the best Christmas card I get every year. Just that reminder. That reminds me, we like to say around here, you don't have to be rich to be generous. Yeah. <sighs> and I tell you, you have a birthday around here, or you have Christmas around here, and I have some friends that come to the Dream Center for help who have nothing. I mean, they really have very little in their life. They're always waiting with a gift. Yep. Usually that they bought at the Dream Center resale store yeah. with their dream dollars. But it is really, you know, I got some earrings on my birthday from Donna, who's a regular here. And she she just has very little. And she is so excited to get these cutest earrings. And so I understand what you're talking about because you can be very generous mm-hmm. and not have much. Yeah, absolutely. So Libby, how would you say, you know, there's a lot of people out there listening And maybe they're retired. Um, Maybe they're not sure, you know, what to do with their extra time. 
you know, here at the Dream Center, most of our volunteers, I would say the majority, are retired. And they have such a skill set and experience. And it's just incredibly valuable here to us, as your experience has been to us. What would you describe, I guess, how your involvement with the Dream Center has impacted you, but also what you would say to someone out there who's listening, who's wondering, you know, could I make a difference? Could one person make a difference? You know, what could I do as a retired person that could be used at the Dream Center? I mean, would you just have any kind of words for them? Well, I think one thing, and it's happened several times, that I would talk to someone, especially after they've recently retired and not really sure what they'd want to do, and have asked them just to even the experience of what their job was. You know, to to think about, you know, there's all areas of the Dream Center that they could volunteer. First thing I always tell them is go to the resale stores and just walk through the stores, meet the people that are working there, see what it's like. You know, just get a feel for it. Because it's funny, you know, that they some would say, oh, I've been, or others that I have not been. But I think a big part of it is just being able to see it and hearing it. And I think when I could share, like, some of the things that I've done, and I'd even say, all right, well, just... um the first thing you do when you retire is you want to clean out your closet. So clean out your closet, take those clothes to the Dream Center. You know, and that has sparked several different people doing that. So I think it's just a matter of letting people know wherever that there's an opportunity for anything. All they have to do is, is even sit down with us or I'll say just call the Dream Center, you know, and go and meet and talk with someone and, and just tell them what you've done in the past. You know, that's how we've gotten some of the men involved. You know, with the things that they could do with woodworking and stuff, you know, because of what their careers have been. And and they see the difference. Absolutely. So, yeah. And that's that's true. People coming out of successful careers yeah. and having all this knowledge. And one thing people don't sometimes realize is we have an orientation twice a month. Yeah. One in the morning, one in the evening. And it's just a time. There's no commitment. But just to hear about what are we doing here? What's God doing here? What are the opportunities? And we encourage them, hey, just come to one yeah. and let us show you around and hear about the Dream Center. And then if the Lord's leading you in a certain area, then you'll know. Yeah. You'll know yeah. p- pretty soon um, into the orientation what you want to do because you get excited about it. Especially people that have been so active. Like I always say, you can't take that knowledge home and sit on it. Yeah, I don't even and know how you do all. I mean, I'm, I tell my husband, I'm like, how in the world does Libby Dalton have this much energy because you, I mean, you are, you never stop. You and Charles are going all the time and always doing things for others and always helping other organizations. So I hope to be able to get some of that energy going for us because really it's, it's amazing. You have it, Chris. You really do. And everybody here does. It is, and that, it gets me even more excited. That makes me want to do. And ultimately you're operating out of the giftings that God has given you. So I think that there's a natural excitement and zeal that we have, um, especially as Christ followers, when we get to not only in our professional life, get to operate in the giftings and the calling that God has for us, but then that continues for the rest of our life. I I mean, I believe that work doesn't end just because you have retired, but you get to utilize the giftings that God has given to you specifically, Libby, for his kingdom. I mean, look at the impact that you've been able to make in the lives of people in the classes you've served in and just in the community in general. So I think that's that's an, that's a hope that we all get to have, that, that the excitement can, can last until our last breath on earth. And Absolutely. Then we get to, yeah. The only other story that I tell you just real quick is that I, and this is just really funny, but I woke up this morning praying about this, and I thought, okay, God, you know, you guide this today. And I thought about my dad. 
And one thing that he did when I was in high school, we had a uh, pastor and his wife come over from um, England to be a part of our church. And um, while they were there, they made the decision that they wanted to stay in the United States. And so our church decided to help support them and get them started in another little church that they were going to do. And so they got them a little house and all of this. And so they were trying to furnish the house and everything. So I came home one Friday afternoon, and when I walked in the door, our refrigerator was gone. And there was a cooler sitting in the floor with food, two coolers that had food in it and all that. And so and my dad was there. So I'm like, where's our refrigerator? Well, he said, they needed it. He said, I, it's just, it just has not been the best refrigerator. We'd only had it like two years. And he's like, this just was not a good refrigerator and and and. And I didn't want to really try to do anything else and just thought, we just, we'll just we just give them this refrigerator and we'll get another one. So when my mother came home that night, there's all the groceries, all the cold stuff in coolers, and she just nodded her head because that was typical of what my daddy would do. He would always just give. And, and I'm like, are you mad at him? And she said, no, wouldn't do any good. She said, we'll just we'll get another one. But he said, she said it was better to do that, and they could accept that better than us getting them a new one. Because my other question was, why didn't we just buy them a new one? She said, because that probably would have made them uncomfortable. And we don't want to make them uncomfortable. I said, so we get to be uncomfortable with no refrigerator. And she said, we'll get one. We'll get one. So that following Monday, we got another refrigerator. But that's what I always think about, that that was, he was such a giver. And that's the kind of giver I want to be. He sounds like somebody I wish I could have known. What a great model. Well, Libby, thank you so much for joining us on Stories of Hope today. It has been a joy to hear how the Lord has just utilized your your relationship with him for the sake of expanding his kingdom. And ultimately, that's what you are doing through all of your service in the community, all of your service within the Dream Center. And we are so grateful for all that you do for our organization, but ultimately more so what you do for God's kingdom. So thank you for joining us and sharing your story of hope with us. Thank you. And I'm so thankful for all of you. I just, I'm so thankful to be a part of it. And everybody, thank you so much for joining us today on Stories of Hope. We will see you next time. And remember, one person can't do everything, but every person can do something. Thanks for joining us today for Stories of Hope. For more information about the Dream Center, visit our website at dreamcenterpc.org. Additional resources related to today's episode can be found in our podcast show notes.